Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pre-Construction Podcast. What is the crack? Now, as always, I am bringing you brightest minds within pre-construction from across the US. Now, every now and again, we do venture outside the US. So today we have a jet-setting pre-construction leader that has worked in three continents on some amazing projects. His name is David Askey, and he is Head of Integrated Solutions for Lendlease in New York. In this episode, we discuss his role as Head of Cost Planning Europe, some amazing, amazingly complex projects based in Sydney, Perth, Milan, London, and current projects based in New York, Chicago, LA with Lendlease. We also discuss pre-construction technology and much, much more. Now, before we speak with David, as always, I want to say a huge thank you to the main sponsor of the pre-construction podcast, that is Beck Technology. So a shout out to Stuart Carroll and the team down in Dallas, doing incredible things for pre-construction technology within commercial construction across the US. Without further ado, let's hear from David. David Askey, welcome to the Pre-Construction Podcast. How are you doing, Gareth? Good to meet you. What is the crack? Uh, enjoying myself today. Uh, heading out to the office in Chicago uh, to meet a few people out here as well. So Good, nice. Good to get, good to get out and about. Jet setting. Um, obviously, people listening, we can uh, quickly realise that David is uh, an Australian. So we're going we're gonna to dive right into it. Um, Newcastle. You studied in Newcastle, Australia. Anybody doesn't know that, that's about two hours north of Sydney. Um, they did, did construction management with building. Take us back there. Um, how was that? Was uh, was David a, a well-mannered young man or was he uh, and was he always destined to, to lead land lease in, in project controls? Uh, I guess, you know, going back to Newcastle, uh, you know, I, I did uh, do university there and uh, it was yeah, an amazing sort of beachside town uh, that's... Uh, like you said, a couple of hours north of Sydney, and I guess really enjoyed uh, just uh, getting into the uh, the building side of things. But before that, I uh, I probably wanted to be an architect, but uh, then uh, di- didn't quite get the the marks in school because I was uh, probably doing a bit more uh, a bit more athletics and running and stuff, uh, and that was uh, taking up my time rather than uh, applying myself at school. So uh, good building was a good a, a great second choice. I'm glad you said running and athletics there rather than partying and, and enjoying yourself because that's what most most people get distracted with in, in college. Um, but yeah, Newcastle, just a quick one. I mean, I spent a little bit of time in Australia and did the, the whole trip from Melbourne right up to Cairns and that whole east, sorry, uh, yeah, east coast. I spent some time there in the west coast. It's it's, it's a lovely part of the world, but uh, the, the coral reef. Yeah, no, to, to grow up there uh, in Newcastle is uh, yeah, certainly... Uh, what do they call it? God's country, mate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Brilliant. So you did the, the degree, obviously, in building. Um, and funny, you, you mentioned um, wanting to become an architect. We get a lot of architects. Oh, that's right. Not, not architects. They either wanted to be an architect when they were growing up or they studied architecture and then moved into to pre-construction. It's, it's a funny one. It's obviously been in, it, or it was in your thinking throughout high school. Um, yeah, so, yeah, just, just growing up. Yeah, we had sort of you know, some construction projects going on uh, 
right sort of near our place and you know, we could always sort of see some uh, you know it was a big shopping center that was going up just down the road from us and actually yeah Len Lease was building it at the time as well so it was uh, quite interesting but yeah just to sort of see some of these things it was you know, it was all about you know understanding uh, how they sort of uh, all went together and yeah, architecture, engineering and construction was always sort of yeah, in the back of my mind just because of some of those things. Brilliant. And as you say, listen, no matter where you were brought up in Australia, there was a Lenley sign somewhere. Um, and, yeah, and, sure. and they generally had the, the marquee, the marquee projects as well, which is always nicer. Yeah, a, a really strong presence right across Australia, definitely. Good, good. Well, then um, obviously studied um, when 2006 went straight into Lendlease. Um, was that an easy decision? Obviously, they are the marquee brand when it comes to construction in Australia. Uh, was it a case of when Lendlease come knocking in Australia, you can't really turn them down? Uh, like I, I sort of got back to uh, to Australia in 2006 and, uh, yeah, I scaled the market for opportunities um, and, yeah, it was a pretty easy decision in the end. You know, there was a, a few sort of smaller, smaller contractors, one that I'd sort of worked with a little bit before, but um, having the uh, the offer to sort of join Lendlease uh, was uh, too hard to refuse, really, uh, just because of that reputation. Yeah. Good. And then leaving college, leaving Newcastle, did you see enough in the construction management degree to know that you were more suited to pre-construction or the project control side of things? Or did you go and try the, the project management? How did that kind of career path take you towards project controls? The, the course at Newcastle University was very sort of um, broad. So, you know, it was construction management, but it did have a bit of that estimating um, you know, controls, all that sort of stuff in there as well. But I guess the, the opportunity really came from uh, the Olympics in Sydney as well. Like, so, you know, after getting out of uh, college, university, uh, you know, I jumped into uh, a, a small construction company and yeah, the Olympics were going on and it was really that, um, yeah, there was so much work to chase at the time. It was like, you know, how do, how do I get in and help out with this company? And you know, the estimating department was, was really the first place to go. You know, we need some help here because we've got so much to to really some work to chase um, and some great opportunities around. Um, that's why I really sort of got into estimating. And I think from my background at school and stuff, you know, I was a, you know, quite quite good at maths as well. And so it was that sort of understanding of sort of logical thinking as well as you know, being able to you know, think about numbers uh, was really sort of uh, yeah, an easy way to get into estimating and, and reconstruction. Yeah. Brilliant. And then obviously the Olympics are in town. Did you guys have a, a certain package, a stadium? What, what guys did you, and what was your first project? So it, it was probably more of the periphery stuff as well. Like, so there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of new residential development, a lot of, um, you know, smaller office buildings, a lot of, um, you know, things that were connected to the Olympics, but we sort of, um, as this sort of small construction company, the activity in the market was really just you know, booming. So, um, yeah, we got a, a few other sort of you know, smaller sort of residential things that um, we uh, we got going. Yeah, that was that was great time to be great time to be in the, in the city. Yeah, fantastic. And then Lendlease in, in Sydney. Um, give us an idea of marquee projects that you've worked on, uh, particularly in Sydney. So, that, you know, when I was uh, working for uh, Lendlease in Sydney, uh, it was. Typically, I was working on sort of some of the uh, the shopping centres that we were developing there as well. So, at least as a you know, property um, development as well as investment as well as construction. Um, yeah, we were we we bought a new we bought an sh existing shopping centre and then went we need to expand it. So, um, yeah, 
MacArthur MacArthur Square was probably one of the ones that we uh, we worked on recently. Um, yeah, in the when I was there, um, Top Ride Shopping Centre was something that we sort of yeah pulled down the existing uh, shopping centre and then yeah dug a big hole and sort of rebuilt the whole thing, um, which was um, just uh, just near Ride, just sort of near the Olympics uh, village there as well. Um, and then yeah, there was another one in in uh, in Western Australia that we uh, redeveloped uh, called Joondalup as well. Um, so that was uh, Joondalup Shopping Centre. Uh, we expanded uh, yeah, probably back in uh, around about 2010, I think it might have been. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, Joondalup have been there. Nice nice shopping centre. Good job. Tell me about the, uh, the, the the mall in Sydney or the shopping centre in Sydney. Obviously, you're, you're not junior. You're well into your career at this stage. Give us an idea of the methodology and the principles and, and how did you go about it? Was it GMP? Was it CM at risk? Uh, APD? What, what was the, the, what did the process look like and what did you learn during that huge project? Yeah, so we were really you know, connected really well to the, the development um, team. So the development team sort of looked at it from a, uh, a really sort of early concept perspective where they were going, yeah, what's the, what's the options and, um, and ways that we can sort of really, you know, accelerate this um, uh, development, um, accelerate the, the way that the uh, the shopping centre works. Um, so we would get in there early. You know, we had the construction team, so I was part of the construction team. We had the development team, and we were just working together on sort of concepts around. You know, we had sort of a lot of you know, good benchmarking from you know, previous projects that were sort of just applying those sort of high level rates to things to. To make sure that we could you know, come up with a, you know, a good scheme so we're running through different options different schemes you know, pricing them from a higher level but using some of the sort of design metrics as well like you know how much front of house compared to back of house compared to the sort of retail area that we had in this and you know, what was the parking ratios all that sort of stuff to really you know, help you know, guide the, uh, the development team Brilliant, yeah. Because I saw on your on your because um, I know you were head of retail um, for a while, and then you you got came on to head of cost planning Europe. I mean, that's a that's a huge title um, for for land lease. How was that? I mean, was there a lot of travel involved? Um, what sort of st- strategy did you guys have about attacking Europe? Was it geographical? Was it type of project? Yeah, it was more type of project, really. Like so, you know, we we were looking for yeah some. Really, you know, working with sort of some of the local councils was really part of the big the big uh, push that we had there was um, our development business was you know chasing those really big sort of urban regen um, uh, redevelopment projects with the the local councils where they were sort of going yeah we've got this you know old stock um, or this old old pieces of land that we were looking to you know redevelop into our housing for the for the the London market that was a, a big one. Um, and then sort of Milan was another sort of real sort of big sort of urban regeneration area where there was you know, a lot of opportunity for needing you know, extra housing. But I guess attached to all that housing, there was always you know, some retail aspect. There was also some you know, office aspect to you know, have the, that mixed use um, development as well. Like I said, we really, you know, Milan was um, a, uh, the old expo site was, you know, a big one that we sort of worked on. On, uh, that you know, is still going. It's called Mind now. Um, that the team are working on, and I guess uh, the other ones um, that we we've been working on for a really long time was uh, Elephant Elephant Park, just really at um, Elephant Castle there. There's just behind sort of the station, and then uh, Deptford is another one that's um, yeah another yeah thousand units that um, 
we've been sort of just developing over the last few years. Um, yeah, uh, lots of other opportunities that were Euston Station and uh, and uh, uh, Haringey, I think, was the other one. Uh, Red West. Uh, right, so yes. Lots of good opportunities that we uh, we got going while I was there. Yeah. How do you do, how do you do that? What's the challenges and, and what's the hardest thing about doing a project in Milan, a project in London, running a team, keeping on top of of project planning costs? Um, what's the secret? Because it's all well and good, but building something in Sydney or even in Jindalup across across the country, but de- delivering something in a completely different region. Different language, different culture, different subs, different legislation, different permits. How do, how do you keep on top of that? I, I think, you know, I've, I've certainly been very fortunate to have a great team that have been able to really support that, um, you know, trusting in sort of some of these, you know, very experienced people that we've got in those regions has, has been, I guess I've, I've been you know, trying to, I guess, direct them in a certain in a certain way, but, you know, trusting that they, they know what they're doing. Um, Bringing a few things from different areas as well, I think that was probably something that um, yeah really worked well. Was yeah, I'd learned something in Australia that yeah the the, the Australian did, team did well bringing that to the UK, bringing that to Milan, and now bringing that to America as well. Like or yeah, something that we I learned in the UK that I can bring now into the, the US business, and then even yeah, transferring some of the American stuff to my colleagues in the uh, in the other regions. I think that's really been a strong point of yeah. The way Lendlease has been working, that connection between regions, using that best practice sort of around the uh, around the world, has been you know, quite helpful. And you know, having um, a lot of good people in the regions that, you know, that they understand what they're they're doing, they understand the rates, they understand the market. Um, yeah, that's the the thing we need from those those teams. Brilliant. Yeah, very well said. I mean, knowledge and experience, you can't beat it really. And, and Lendlease obviously travels, the name travels well. Um, and more importantly, you've travelled well. Have you always wanted to travel the world? Because you've gone, obviously, Australia, UK for five and a half years. Now in 2018, you arrive in the, in the US. Um, was it always something that interested you? I think, you know, in reality, I've just been, you know, I've luck, been lucky to... You know, very fortunate, I guess, to have these opportunities. Um, yeah, my, my wife Heidi, she's been very supportive of you know, us saying yes to these opportunities as well. Um, I think that that's been you know, a great thing that we've been able to sort of say, you know, let's let's take this next opportunity that you know, is out there. Um, you know, have I have I been chasing it? I probably haven't been chasing it, but I've been really sort of um, willing to say yes to some of these you know, great things that have been happening now. Yeah, and again, being, being able to say yes as well, doing different projects in different countries and different continents, it allows you to learn. You learn and you develop so much faster um, because you can have someone sitting teaching you things in in, in in Sydney, but until you actually go out there, test yourself and, and, and do it, um, that's how you really do learn. Um, so I'm sure... Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah, the diversity of background is something that we sort of publicise you know, in Lend-Lease. It's like, how do we get diverse backgrounds together. And I think that's definitely exactly what you're saying, that you know, I've had all these diverse people that have been sort of, I've taken a bit from here, taken a bit from there, taken a bit from all these different people. You know, we've got some amazing uh, talent at, at Lendlease all around the place and you know, being able to sort of learn different skills um, from different regions has been yeah, amazing for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I can't, I can't tell you how, how much I learned when I started to travel at 20, 29. Um, and you just, it, it just naturally happens whether you like it or not, because you do get in, in your own kind of town, you do get kind of stuck in, stuck in a rut. Um, you don't really broaden your horizons. So that's good. So, I mean, I'm sure Lend Lease New York and Lend Lease US were delighted welcome you in 2018 um such a knowledge knowledgeable person within project controls um when you arrived in in, in new york obviously land lease are, are building and building and getting the momentum is really starting to, to hit home um how exciting of an opportunity was it like it was the place that we were starting to really you know expand um the most sort of around the world um yeah We'd seen you know, a, a lot of construction projects across you know, America that you know, we're still doing, you know, doing all those, you know, the, some of the biggest residential buildings in the in the country. Yeah, you know, it, it was exciting to be, be coming to New York to sort of you know, participate in sort of some of that, but also you know, starting to expand our development opportunities as well. Um, being able to you know, look at the next um, things that we can um, you know, build in residential building office or building life sciences that's you know really what we're sort of aiming for and then yeah expanding all across the country yeah as it is very exciting definitely brilliant and for anybody listening that, that doesn't understand or, or, or doesn't, isn't aware of the projects that you're doing i mean give us an example of what you're working on at the minute in la san fran new york chicago um give us an idea of the marquee you want so yeah in construction, you know, we've really just you know, completed uh, you know, the Jacob Javits Centre, you know, a large sort of redevelopment of the uh, of the uh, convention centre there in New York. Um, you know, amazing sort of you know, huge project that um, the team had been working on for years. Um, that was yeah, a really a really uh, marquee project for the for the business. Um, you know, Central Park Tower was another one that yeah, the New York team um, delivered uh, yeah, a few years back, but yeah. A, a, yeah, really tall residential building just south of the south side of the park, uh, Central Park in New York. Um, yeah, in Chicago here, we're um, yeah, currently sort of developing uh, a, a project um, called Lakeshore East, um, just sort of on the uh, just near the lake. Um, but yeah, is um, just uh, completing, um, and we're about to get the next uh, stage going, and as well as um, a, a few buildings at South Bank that we're. Uh, we're developing, which is right on the river in uh, in Chicago, um, and then over in uh, in San Francisco, we're about to start sort of work on a, uh, a project, um, Birdie Van Ness, um, which is another sort of residential mixed use with um, some office building, and then in uh, in LA, we're uh, we're doing uh, a a residential project for uh, a a developer, uh, but um, yeah, another sort of. Uh, 400 apartments uh, in the centre of in downtown LA, and then uh, we've you know, we've bought a block of land uh, just uh, just nearby in LA. Um, but yeah, we're going to redevelop some uh, apartments and uh, an office on as well. So all, all around the country, lots lots happening. Um, yeah, too many too many opportunities to list at the moment. Really, yeah. That's it. That's what you want. You want to be able to say no, David. That's the key. When you're saying no, you're winning. Trust me. <laughs> um, so give us an idea now, David. What I mean, something that the, the, the pre-construction pod, podcast is all about is techno, technological advances, um, pre-construction technology. 
it's evolving at a rapid pace. Um, there's new shiny toys arriving every every day of the week. Um, how do you guys kind of navigate that area? Because I see that you're, you're head of integrated solutions. Try and give us an idea of what that role entails and how pre-construction technology comes into it and how important it is. Yeah, it's it's a it's an amazing sort of topic to to discuss really because you know I've I've been involved in it um, for for many years now. I I guess I took about six months out of of the main part of our land lease business to then you know focus on our sort of pre-construction technology and sort of deliver um, a uh, an estimating system um, that we could uh, use across the you know, across the country um, and you know that I guess focused my mind on you know what we needed to do with you know construction technology and how we can use it to be sort of more productive more you know make things simpler and easier for us how do we you know get templates in there to you know to do things quicker not reinventing the wheel every time it's like you know we've got these templates we can um you know use things and, and then using the software to be able to i guess automate a bit of a few of the things for us how can we you know connect the model to the you know the quantities it's it's more about extraction rather than measurement it's like how do we how do we uh, connect those things you know the, the the new technology around sort of uh you know the bim and vdc that we've we've got going at the moment um you know is amazingly exciting that the team are really sort of um you know pushing forward on what what are the next things that we need to do the the reality capture the uh the, um, the the point cloud things that the team are, are really doing, the laser scanning, um, yeah, all that sort of stuff is really uh, exciting for our business. That we're yeah, we're really starting to get our teams working together really well around sort of the the cost team, the scheduling team, and the the VDC team. And I guess that's we 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 call yeah, my, my role is called head of integrated solutions, but I guess it's the term that we use. It's it's the same as pre-construction. Really, it's it is that BIM VDC scheduling you know, cost and then our sort of uh, subject matter experts as well um, as our uh, supply chain team as well like so bringing all those people together in a in a functional group i think it, it gives us that consistency of the way we're doing things to give management the confidence around you know how we're how we're coming up with the the designs the schedules and the numbers you know. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a common problem I hear all the time from contractors and I'm talking about small, mid, large contractors. Every office, if they've got multiple offices all over the US, they're all estimating and running through pre-con in different ways, using different tools and on Excel and on different technologies. So David, let's quickly now go, go back to, to your plans. Um, obviously, you're going to be heading up quite a lot of the recruitment, um, the development of the teams. Give us an idea of what you'd be looking for in the different geographical areas that you you're, you have offices? So, you know, across the country, we are you know, looking at how can we you know, build our teams because because of those opportunities I sort of mentioned earlier, you know, we are really you know, looking to expand our teams. You know, California seems to be a place where we've you know, got a lot, of, uh, a lot of good opportunities um, with you know, that the LA project I mentioned, but also uh, up in uh, the South Bay area, we've got um, a, a an opportunity that we're uh, working on with Google, um, and yeah, it's to build sort of fifteen thousand homes over the next ten years. Where we're going to be uh, uh, building that, but we're also sort of working on the master planning part of that with uh, with Google as well. So yeah, to to deliver those things, yeah, we've got to sort of do it in a different way as well. Um, we can't just do it 
fairly traditionally. So we're, we're needing to, I guess, look at uh, um, exciting new ways of, uh, of the, uh, the way we can build, build things. Um, what's the modularization type of stuff? It, it is yeah, a different way of, I guess, a different mindset, a different um, thinking around that. So I think that's uh, yeah, good to think about the future. Absolutely, and what what a project to be able to to kind of have a, a land landmark or a marquee project. I mean, if you get that right, and I know um, Lenny's have been doing it for years in UK and Australia and even in the US, but to be able to build fifteen thousand homes in, in such a an expensive part of the world, um, and if you do use prefabrication or modular or whatever it may be, I mean that will be a serious project. Be able to stick on the the Lenny's resume and go right. The next project comes up like that. We 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 we're we're in first place. And I think you know the, the exciting thing I find about it as well is you know there is that um, yeah housing crisis that people are talking about in in the in the west coast as well. And it's like you know we're we're contributing to you know, to try and help some of that as well. And I think yeah you know, the company really you know, supports that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 a constant problem. Many of my clients over there that are looking for 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 people. Um, people love the love that part of the world. They love the companies. They love the projects. It's just the cost of living. Um, and the more the more homes we can get built there, the the, the better for everyone. Um, and then what about the 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 the, the levels? Um, obviously, you're head of pro- project controls or head of integrated services. What sort of levels would you be looking for? Is it um, senior estimators, pre-construction managers, directors, VPs? What what would you? What's the, the sweet spot? Sweet spot. I think yeah, we're we're really thinking you know, around sort of the the graduate place that we need to sort of develop um, you know, some some people from the, the graduate level, but all, all the way up to some, yeah, we do need some senior senior level cost resources, some senior level scheduling resources, and yeah, we need some yeah some more team more people in our our VDC team as well like so i think yeah we're we'd love to get some people that have a few years experience um you know in pre-construction um that you know understand a little bit of it they've, they've had a little bit of experience but we understand that yeah we're, we'd love to train some people as well um to uh to really get into both yeah scheduling um vdc and you know cost estimating cost planning that we uh, we do here um, yeah, I think we've we've really started to train our people really well um, over the last few years. We've got yeah, a lot of you know, good experienced people that you know, enjoy that, enjoy you know, bringing bringing people along for the journey, yeah, getting them uh, trained in that thing. And I, I think yeah, what we've started to develop is you know, understanding what the advantages of a pre-construction is. It's like you know, we I think we get a variety of those projects as well, um, which I think a lot of people in the the, uh, the pre-construction team really find uh, exciting is that yeah this week I might be working on a, a residential project here but then might be working on a a, a a Chicago office development the next week uh, as well like so it's that yeah getting uh, different uh, exposure to different things and then you know, working with teams in different areas across the country I think um, is really exciting for our, our pre-construction team yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the pre-construction podcast is all about, but to me, if I was studying again or graduating, being able to work on marquee projects all over the US, 
using the best technology um, and, and learning from the best people, whether it be nationally or internationally. I mean, it, it doesn't get much better. So, and, and organic growth, as you said, bringing them in at graduate level and training them up is it's the best way to go. Um, if you can do that, um, it's getting it's getting more difficult though. And what we're trying to do as well is you know, connect that globally, um, that global team. Yeah, you know, before the pandemic, we we had you know, a group of the Australian team, the UK team, and the American team sort of all come together in you know, one location to sort of do some of that you know, education and training. And and it was a bit of that sharing of um, understanding of how we do things as well. Um, like I was saying before, around sort of the um, you know, how do we take the best bits of you know, different areas, you know, the sharing that the, the teams did um, in those sort of forums to, I guess, educate people about, you know, this is the way we're doing something and, you know, these are the functions and features of, you know, of what we're doing. It, it was you know, a bit of an eye-opening for each of the regions to just go, yeah, they've got similar problems to what we do, but, you know, this is how they've solved it in a, in a little bit of a different way now. Brilliant. And it's, you know what it is, David, it's it's more what not to do rather than what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you don't you don't learn a lot from a, a successful project, but I tell you what, you learn a whole lot from a from a bad project. And we don't want any. Sure. Uh, um, well, listen, David, listen, that this is this has been incredible. Um, a huge thank you to yourself and Landlease to having someone at your level uh, and your international experience come on and talk about it has been invaluable. For anybody that's looking to, to reach out to you, what's the best um, channel to, to connect with you? Is it LinkedIn, email? What's? I, I, I do look at LinkedIn a, a, a fair bit. Uh, so, yeah, LinkedIn is a, is a great uh, way to connect with me, for sure. Brilliant. What I'll do, any of the content that I put out, I'll put the your contact information below that as well. Um, now, I know sure, you're a, yeah. you're an avid uh, swimmer and, and oh, sorry, runner, cyclist and, and snowboarder, is it, or skier? Snowboarder, yeah, for sure. Brilliant. Go next week. Where, where are you heading off yeah. to? Uh, heading, heading to Breckenridge for, uh, for a week there, so uh, looking forward to it. Hope, hope there's a bit more snow uh, coming. That's what I was going to say. We need a we need a bit of snow snow, well a snow dump maybe this week, and then that'll be that'll work out nicely for you next week. Yeah, a few, a few bits of blue sky uh, for the, the rest of the week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't want to be uh, snowboarding in too many blizzards. Yeah, for sure. Good man. Well, listen, uh, thanks again. Good. Go ahead. I really enjoyed it, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really enjoyed it. It's uh, yeah. It's it's great what you're doing for the uh, the pre-construction teams. Yeah, a bit of that publicity. Uh, uh, appreciate it. That's cool. Yeah, if we can get more people into pre-con, the better. I know, and you may have noticed, there's a lot of people coming from operations over to pre-con. I mean, it's where the, the, the big decisions are made, like to, and setting setting us all up for, for success when it comes to projects. Yeah. Good, man. Thank right, you, mate. sir. Right. Have a good week. Thank you very much. You too. I'll talk to you later on. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I want to say thank you to both Lenlis and David for coming on. Um, it was a real insight. As you can see, David is a hugely transparent uh, leader. Um, he's always happy to help people with whatever they're they're currently doing within pre-construction. I have detailed his LinkedIn profile down below. He did say that that's the best place to, to contact him. If you've got any questions, any follow-up questions, don't be afraid to reach out. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Looking forward to bringing you more soon.